Praise the Lord. Welcome in everyone to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another privilege, dear God, to go out by way of podcast. Lord, I pray, God, that you will just anoint this podcast, Lord. God, that it will go out and it will it will help someone in some way, dear God, Lord. And, Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just be with me, God. Just just touch me, touch my mind, touch my lips, dear God. Lord, and give me boldness, Lord, that I may speak the words that you would have me to, dear God. Lord, just be with us and use us, dear God, for your glory. And, God, just thank you and I praise you and glorify you for everything. In Jesus' sweet name we pray. Amen. Amen. This day we're going to be in... Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 22, we're going to be starting in verse uh, 13 and going through uh, verse 30. And this is, uh, this again is Moses reiterating and uh, giving them some new laws and new testaments and telling them just exactly uh, what to expect when they get over into the promised land. Uh, they have um, we would say being a little lax on their um, worshiping and upon their uh, sacrifices and upon some of the things that they have uh, been doing. They've been a little lax on it, uh, but uh, Moses is telling them when you get to the promised land, uh, these things are going to have to change. You're going to have to follow these, all these rules and regulations and commandments. You're going to have to follow them to the letter. <coughs> Excuse me. Now then, today, as we are, uh, as we begin our journey as a child of God, when we, from the time that we uh, ask God to forgive us of our sins and ask the Lord to come in and to live uh, in our heart and lead and guide and direct our life, we are on a journey, and uh, we're basically going through the the wilderness just like Moses and the Israelites did. Only we're doing it spiritually and not uh, not physically. And if we will really take time and we really study the children of Israel and and exactly uh, all the things that they went through while they were on this trip to the Promised Land, we will uh, we will find out that a lot of it, a lot of just well, I'd say all of it, can be applied to our life today. Um, the sacrifices, we may not have to sacrifice animals, but we have to sacrifice our time, have to sacrifice our money, and uh, a lot of other things that we have to sacrifice as, as we go uh, forward. And, and the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. So, you know, sometimes we have to obey, but we also have to uh, sacrifice too. So, you know, we need to... We need to follow the Lord and let him show us just exactly how we need to go and exactly what we need to do. And let me tell you something. If if the Lord lays upon your heart to do something, and uh, it doesn't matter whether it's just to say uh, hello to somebody, shake their hand, hug their neck, or whatever, uh, when the Lord tells you to do it, that person needs that. And we have to sacrifice a little bit of our time and uh, 
maybe a little bit of our uh, uh, boldness and or whatever, and we have to take the time to shake this person's hand or hug this person's neck, and maybe even tell them that we love them, because you know, some we we have no idea what everybody else needs, and we have nobody else what it is that the Lord is going to have us to do to help someone and to, and it, and just a lot of times just the little things just a little things a, a hello or, or god bless you or or shake somebody's hand or something like that telling somebody you're praying for them you you know you don't know how how much that helps and you know it 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 just like today i had a guy I work with come up to me uh he'd asked me uh, a while back to pray for him and his family and uh, I I had no idea what was going on it didn't matter uh, he asked me to pray for his family and he was telling me today uh, exactly what was going on and I want you to remember him in prayer um, the Lord knows who he is and the Lord knows what's going on and just lift him up and he uh, he's having some problems right now but you know, the thing about it is, is I got to thinking about it, and we stood and talked for quite a while at work today. And, uh, you know, my one my one prayer and my one desire, uh, and I ask God quite, quite frequently, Lord, just let me live a life to where others can see you and me. And when when we got finished walking and I was walk, or talking and I was walking off going toward the time clock, the Lord reminded me of those prayers that I had been praying. And the Lord let me know that the reason why that he had come to me is because he had seen something in me and knew that I could get a prayer through. Let me tell you something. When the Lord comes to you and tells you something like that, um, it, it means the world. And, you know, just the same, just the same. There's people out there that are struggling. There's people out there that are, are questioning their Christianity, are questioning what they are doing. And, you know, maybe that one or two words or that hug or, or whatever that uh, the Lord leads you to, to say or to do to them, that could mean all the difference in the world. Let me tell you, it means a lot. And uh, just continue, like I said, pray for this gentleman. But uh, Moses is trying to get these people to realize that when they get into the promised land, it's going to be the it's going to be quite different. They're, the uh, laws are going to be a lot stricter. You're going to have to follow them a lot stricter. You're going to have to uh, buckle down, and you're really going to have to follow the Lord and and do what the Lord tells you to do, or uh, the Lord will chastise you. And we're going to find that out that. Uh, the Israelites didn't take all of these things to heart uh, like they should have, uh, just like that we do today. You know, we I don't know it's untelling how many how many hundreds of messages that we have heard. Well, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it on me. It's it's untelling how many thousands of messages that I have heard uh, taught and preached and and have taught and preached myself and. Still yet, every once in a while, I'll, I will mess up and I will do something stupid and I'll do something wrong and I have to ask God to forgive me for it. 
Uh, you know, and you can blame it on human nature. You can blame it on whatever you want to, but it's just a simple fact that that we uh, we get lax in serving the Lord a lot of times, and we do things and say things that we shouldn't say, just all because that we don't think, and we have uh, we have gotten away from the Lord, and we have gotten our mind on things that it shouldn't be on. And the next thing you know, uh, we're we're saying something or doing something that we shouldn't have, and. You know, that's, you can blame it on whatever you want to. You can blame it on the devil. You can blame it on somebody else. But when it comes right down to it, just like everything else, it's our fault. And the Bible says, it says we are, uh, we are tempted when we are drawn away of our own lust. When we are drawn away of our own lust. You know, it, it's our own fault that we're tempted, and it's our own fault that we do these things just because that we're not thinking. But laws concerning sexual morality. I know this is not going to be a, a very uh, popular subject, uh, just like uh, some of the others that's in the Bible. But we as teachers and we as preachers, we have uh, gotten away from all of these subjects because they're, uh, they're subjects that people doesn't want to hear. Uh, they want it, they want to know how that everything that they're doing is fine and they're on their way to heaven and and it doesn't matter what they do they're going to make it in but uh, this is not uh, this is this was outside of the promised land now we're getting into the promised land and like I said things are going to be a lot stricter and you're going to have to live live to the letter you can't you can't leave off the dotting of an I or a crossing of a T or leave out a period because it's got to be just exactly the way the Lord, the word of God says, the way the Lord tells us, or we're not going to make it into the promised land. And if we're not careful, we won't make it into heaven. Verse 13, if any man take a wife and go in unto her and hate her and give occasion of speech against her, and bring up an evil name upon her, and say, I took this woman, and when I came to her, I found her not a maid. Then shall the father of the damsel and her mother take and bring forth the tokens of the damsel's virginity unto the elders of the city in the gate. Now then, I'm, I'm one of these people that uh, when I find something in the Bible, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search uh all the every every means that I have to figure out just exactly what it means, and uh, when a man takes a wife and he goes into her and then he decides he he don't want her, you know, it's not like today. If you if you marry somebody and and week or two month or two year or two down the road you decide you don't want her all you got to do is go pay a little bit of money to a lawyer get a divorce and go get you another one this now let me tell you something back then back when the children of israel uh, were in the prom and were in the desert and moved over into the promised land and even today some of these uh practices are still in and are still being done today Marriage was a something that was very, very sacred, and to to a lot of the Jews, it's still very, very sacred. And a lot of the the weddings uh, were 
uh, even today, they're, uh, they are set up between the bride's parents and the groom's parents. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, one family said, you know, said, uh, your son and my daughter or your daughter and my son ought to get together. They would make a, a, a perfect couple and everything. And they, they set up this, uh, arranged this wedding, arranged this marriage, and the two get married. Now then, the thing about it is, is uh, this was done to help the families get along. Maybe the, the families were um, in odds with each other over something, or maybe it's, it was set up between so that the nations, two nations that were at odds with each other, uh, and they, they set these marriages up to help to bind these two families or these two nations together and to get them to working as one. And then all of a sudden... They go in and they get married and they they go in to consummate their marriage and everything and the and the, the guy decides that he just don't like the woman he he really he really wished he hadn't done this so the, he's only got one of two things that he can do one of them is live with her the rest of his life and and not really care anything about her or two he can. Uh, start a rumor that she wasn't a virgin when he married her and and all this stuff but the thing about it is is back then they had a custom and if we look at uh uh fifth verse 15 it says then shall the father of the damsel and her mother take and bring forth the tokens of the dam damsel's virginity now then I'm I'm trying to figure out what is the tokens of the damsel's virginity. I I look at all my my Bibles I have. I, I can't find anything that uh, along that line. So I go to the internet and I go to to some of the older websites uh, and the old Christian websites, and I find out just exactly what that is, and. This this is this is going to sound a little strange, but this this is what was happening back then. This was proof that mom and dad would do to a, a young woman that was betrothed to a man. They would do this for the proof that she had not been with another man and had not had sex before till she got married to this person, and they would a couple of the elder women would take this young girl and they would take a, a linen cloth and they would take this girl and they would break her hymen. And when they would break that, they would take their, they would physically take their fingers and they would break that. And when they broke that, she would bleed and that would let her bleed on this linen cloth. And they would fold after they got their blood on it. They would fold this up, and they would take it back to the father. This was proof that she had never been with a man before. And then if something like this happened, the man married her, then went into her and decided that he did not like her and did not want her, and he started a rumor that she wasn't a virgin, then 
the mother and the father will bring this cloth out and they will show it to uh, the the man, the man's mom, the mother and father and the elders and everybody and they would show them that before that she married him, she was a virgin. Then they would take the man out and they would chastise him. And uh, let's see, let me read that. Uh and the damsel's father shall say unto the elders, I gave my daughter unto this man to wife, and he hated her. And lo, he hath given occasion of speech against her, saying, I found not thy daughter a maid. And yet these are the tokens of my daughter's virginity, and they shall spread the cloth before the elders of the city. And the elders of the city shall take that man and chastise him, and they shall immerse him in a hundred shekels of silver, or they, <coughs> excuse me, they will make him pay a fine of a of a hundred and fifty shekels of silver, and those will go to the uh, damsel's father, because he hath brought up an evil name upon a virgin of Israel, and she shall be his wife. He may not put her away all his days in other words when he does this and they have the proof that she was and he says that she's not then they're going to chastise him first and then they're going to make him pay a fine and then this woman is going to be his wife forever he can't put her away for anything uh in other words he's stuck with her and, you know, I I like getting into these things and I like finding out what these some of these words means and, and some of these things that they have in the Bible because uh, until you really get into and know what is going on, and, and this is where we need to take the time to study, really study the Bible and to uh, look at it and break it down and find out just exactly what, Thus saith the word of God. And the easiest way to do that is to, before we ever sit down to pray or sit down to read and study or before we ever sit down to teach or anything, is we need to take the time to pray and ask God for his understanding and his wisdom and his knowledge and show us the word of God. And, you know, I, I thank God so many times for for all the different references that I have. And I thank him for the internet because the internet, just like everything else that's man-made, it can be good and it can be bad. It's exactly how we use it. And I, I've got a lot of information off of the internet. And there's a lot of different uh, sites that I go to that I go to regularly, especially uh, when I'm looking for something, searching for something in the Bible, there's a couple of web, websites that I go to quite often, and they have uh, they have helped me immensely. Okay, in verse number twenty. But if this thing be true, and the tokens of virginity be not found for the damsel. Then they shall bring out the damsel to the door of her father's house, 
and the men of her city shall stone her with stones that she die, because she hath wrought folly in Israel to play the whore in her father's house, so shalt thou put evil away from among you. Now then, if the guy goes into her and, and finds out that she's not and it can't be proven that she was, then they stone her. This, this, this woman, is they stone her and she dies. Uh, I know, <laughs> listen, like I said, this is those times when um, Israel was doing this literally. And the Lord was having Moses tell the people this and having this written down so that it might be used today in our, in our time. Because, like I said, they done it physically. We're doing it spiritually. And when we get to the point to where that we are chasing after everything uh, other than God, and we are saying that we are a child of God, and we saying, we're saying that we are a Christian, but yet we're doing every ungodly thing that can be thought of, the Bible says that we're a whoring after the things of the world. In other words, we have completely left God, and we have gotten away from him, and we are going chasing after everything to be thought of. And in the end, if we do not, if we do not ask God to forgive us of our sins and repent of our sins and turn from our sinful ways and follow the Lord, then our, our penalty is going to be death. Uh, it, it's, it's that simple. Because no sin is going to enter into heaven. And I don't care, sin, sin. Uh, that little white lie you tell is just, it's, it's has the same weight and the same punishment as going out and killing someone. It, it's the same thing. Sin is sin, and there is no sin whatsoever going to enter in to, to heaven. So we, we need to, to daily take time to pray and ask God to forgive us of our sins. Ask him to forgive us of our sins that we have committed ignorantly, things that we don't know that we have committed, things that we, we, we do or we say and we don't think about. You know, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of times we get in the habit of doing things and saying and talking a certain way, and if we don't watch, especially uh, when we first give our heart and life to God, if we don't watch, some of those words and some of those things will will come out in our conversation and we're not thinking about it. This is those things that come out unaware and ignorantly. And these are the ones we need to ask God to forgive them too. Um, here I go again. Uh, I get Peter and Paul mixed up all the time, the apostles. But one of them wrote, said, I have to die daily. In other words, I have to... I have to ask God to forgive me daily. Uh, not that I actually sinned every day, but uh, I there's always that one thought in the back of my mind that, yes, it's possible. Um, as I was talking about Job, you know, he, he got up the morning that his children got together and had a party. 
uh, the night before. He got up that morning, and he went out, and and uh, he made sacrifices for each one of them just in case that they had done something that wasn't right. And, you know, we, just in case, Lord, I've done something ignorantly that I don't know that I've done, Lord, just forgive me of it, please, because I don't want nothing to come between me and you, me and you. I don't want nothing. You know, just because I tell you what, I, I'm to a point in my Christian life right now where I, I have never been before, and I like it, and I want more of it. And uh, I don't want nothing to come between me and the Lord. Uh, not so much, you know, this may sound a little strange, but it's not so much for heaven, but it's what the Lord can do through me here now. There is, there is so many, th there is so much work that needs to be done on this earth today. As the Bible says, the harvest is, is uh, ripe, but the laborers are few. And uh, in other places it says the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. We, we need more laborers. And this is what that I'm trying, uh, in a way, I'm trying to do is, is trying to get people to wake up and, and to be about the Father's business and to, to do a work for the Lord and to uh, get people on their mind and pray for them and lift them up. And uh, not, that, not that you are, uh, will be lifted up because you know I don't want to be lifted up. I, if you don't remember me uh, five years from now, that's fine. Just don't never forget the name of Jesus and don't never forget what He can do for you. I'm I'm just a servant. I'm just someone that Lord uses to help people. That's all I am, and that's all I ever want to be. You want to brag on me? Brag on the Lord. You know, uh, don't brag on me because. I, I'm not worthy of it. But my, my father and, and uh, my savior is worth every bit of praise and he's worth every bit of, of uh, anything that we can give him. He's worthy of it. Now then, verse 22. If a man be found lying with a woman married to a husband, then they shall both of them die. Both the man that Lay with the woman, and the woman, so shalt thou put away evil from Israel. If a damsel, that is a virgin, be betrothed unto a husband, and a man find her in the city, and lie with her, then ye shall bring them both out unto the gate of, the, of that city, and ye shall stone them with stones, that they die, the damsel, because she cried not, being in the city, and the man, because he hath humbled his neighbor's wife, so shalt thou put away evil from among you. Adultery. You know, uh, as, I was, as I have been studying this and, and reading over this and, and reading over this and reading over this and talking to the Lord about it, you know, these things... Back when I was a teenager, uh, these things were uh, were really unheard of and were frowned highly upon. But nowadays, it's 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 just commonplace. We you know we we as mankind we have accepted so many sins that as just 
you know, commonplace. It doesn't bother us anymore. When when we hear about somebody uh, leaving somebody or uh, having an affair with somebody, it doesn't phase us anymore. It's it's just commonplace. It shouldn't be that way. We need to get back to the point to where that just like here, sin is sin, and we need to teach and preach against it. Uh, and adultery is a sin. I don't care how much you say it's all right or how much you just pass it off as commonplace. It's a sin. And we need to get away from sin, and we need to abstain from sin, and we need to follow the Lord. But it, it is, it's, like I said, it's just commonplace anymore. Rape. It's just commonplace anymore. It happens. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, no, with that attitude, there is, there is absolutely nothing that you can do about it. What happened to our nights in prayer? What happened to, to praying for people that have despitefully used you and done you wrong or done somebody else wrong? What happened to those nights in prayer and, and crying to the Lord, crying out to the Lord because with the, the, somebody that we know is out in sin? What happened to those nights? They went by the wayside. We we ha we don't have time for that anymore. We have to get in bed and we have to go to sleep so we can get up in the morning and go and work, go and uh, and go to our job and work and make our money. That's that's all. It's, that's everything it's about anymore. It's about money. We are we as children of God and we as mankind we are following the almighty dollar and have gotten away from from the Lord and from what's right and from what's wrong if it makes money it's it's fine bring it on it doesn't matter what it is how immoral or how uh, whatever if it makes money do it Ye shall bring them both out into the gate of that city, and ye shall stone them with stones that they die. The damsel, because she cried out, she cried not, being in the city, and the man, because he hath humbled his neighbor's wife, so shall put away evil from among you. Put evil. There's, very, there's quite a few times in, in this these uh, few verses right here that it says that, Evil may be put away from you. Put put evil away. Don't don't make a, a place for it and and keep it. Get rid of it. Get rid of evil. You know, uh, going back to Job. I know I go to him a lot, but let me tell you something. Job's my hero. Job is a man that I I want to be like. I don't want to be Job. I want to be like Job. Because the Lord asked Satan, said, have you tried my servant Job? He's an upright man, and he eschews evil. In other words, he, he don't want nothing to do with evil. He keeps it away from him. He, keeps, he, he, don't, have, he don't have no place for it in, in his heart, in his life, in nothing of him. He, he wants it all, all evil. He don't want nothing to do with it. And Satan told God, said, put it in my own words, there's nothing I can do to him. You've got a hedge around him. You've got him so so protected I can't even get to him. 
and said, but he said, now you take that hedge down and uh, let him see what happens. said, he will curse you. God knew better. God knew who Job was. He knew what Job stood for. Yeah, Job, Job was human. Job was human. He complained and, and uh, everything else just like we would. And probably We would probably uh, complain and gripe and, and everything and blame it on everybody we could a whole lot more than Job did. But in the end, the one thing that he stood on was, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what we need to stand upon. Stand upon the Lord. Stand upon Jesus. Stand upon his teachings. Follow after him. Let the stuff of this world, uh, you know, God will give us what we need. He will give us what we need. He will, he will supply our food. He will supply our housing. He will supply our money. He will supply everything we need as long as we are following him and putting our faith in him and trusting in him. He will supply. He will protect you. I mean, whatever you need, God is. So why are we so intent on killing ourselves, chasing the almighty dollar and chasing prestige and power just so that we can get the praise of men that we shouldn't be after in the first place, but a lot of us are. We need to be praising God, not man. Man, just like everything else, we're going to pass away one of these days. We've got we've got a, a an ultimate destination one of these days, and that's when that's when it all either completely stops or it completely begins, the curse or the blessing, heaven or hell. But to make it to heaven, we're going to have to get sin out of our life. We're going to have to quit sinning, and we're going to have to follow Jesus and become uh, godly men and women, godly men and women. Follow, follow in Jesus' footsteps. Leave the things of this world alone. But he said, because this, this man went into this damsel and took her and she did not cry out then they they both get stoned but now if, if, if the man goes out and he finds a damsel in the field and he takes her in the field then and then they will take him out and and stone him and they want the girl because even if she did cry out there was no one to hear her you know, sometimes things comes against us, and sometimes we we get in in places that we we cause ourselves. But you know, the thing about it is, is all we have to do is cry out, cry out to the Lord. You know, when Jesus was walking on the water, and the disciples was in the boats, and it and the storm, the winds was blowing, and the waves was uh, real high, and 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 everything. And they were tossed to and fro, and they seen Jesus walking on the water, and he would have passed them by. But what they do? They cried out. 
They cried out to him. We need to do some crying out to the Lord. We need to do some, some soul searching and some crying out and, and, and uh, really need to get back to, to the basics of worship, back to the old past, seek out the old past, and we need to walk therein when we find them. Not just seek them out and see what they were like, but, but to seek them out to walk in them. Back to when a Christian was a child, was a Christian, a child of God was a Christian instead of just a child of God. You know, there's a difference there. Christian means Christ-like, and there's a lot of children of God out there that are professing to be Christians that are doing things that are an abomination unto Jesus. So they are not Christ-like. I, listen, I know this is not popular teaching. And this is what we need to get back to. Pastors, Sunday school teachers, we need to get back to the Bible, telling it just like the Bible says, calling sin, sin, and calling righteousness, righteousness. But we, we, we need to quit... Uh, tickling people's ears and and telling them whatever they want to hear just so they'll come in and pay their tithes. We, ha we are in charge of people's souls. We are the ones that are the God had wanting us to help people to get their souls in a place to where they, it will one of these days spend eternity in heaven. And not tell them that it's all right just as long as they come to church. They can do whatever they want to. No, that's not right. That's not right. Uh, if a man find a damsel, verse 28, that is a virgin which is not betrothed, and lay hold on her and lie with her, and they be found... Then the man that lay with her shall give unto the damsel's father fifty shekels of silver, and he and she shall be his wife, because he hath humbled her. He may not put her away all his days. You know, it, it's pretty. It's pretty self-explanatory, because. The Bible here is trying to tell the people that marriage is something that is very sacred. It is ordained by God, and there are certain things that should be done only in marriage. And, you know, otherwise it's a sin. And, you know, as long as two people are married to each other, Sex is not something that is, is bad. It is something that is good. It is something that is experienced by both, and it is, it is blessed by God. But otherwise, if you are not married to each other, it is a sin. And, and I, I, the only way that I know to put it, it is a sin. But the Lord, there is no sin except for the sin against the Holy Ghost. 
That's the only sin that God will not forgive you of in this life, nor the one to come. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. It don't matter what you've done. Other than the sin against the Holy Ghost, God will forgive you of your sins. He will clean you up. He will. He will apply the blood to your life, and He will come in and He will live with you. Listen. When Jesus walked upon this earth, he went seeking out the publicans and the sinners. Those are the people that nobody else, especially, especially the religious world, those are the people that nobody else wanted, to do, wanted anything to do with. Those were the ones, those people that were nobodies, those are the ones that Jesus came seeking out. And he went down by the Sea of Galilee one time, and he picked out, some young men there and told them to uh, follow him and he would make them to become fishers of men. Now let me now let if you ever get into a get to a chance to where that you can study uh, the disciples, uh, those there's some of the disciples that were at one point in time were, were pretty mean people. Even though they uh, their family was a religious family and everything, they, they were they were pretty mean people they was two brothers and i can't think of their name right now but they were uh they had the nickname the sons of thunder so you know they they weren't just exactly where they were supposed to be but yet god chose them to follow him and to become somebody you know, when I was out in sin, I was a nobody. I was some. I was a person that was doing everything I could to against God and and against some people, and uh, you know, just very wicked, very mean. But then God chose me one time and called me and convicted me of my sins, and I turned my heart and life over to Him and asked Him to forgive me of my sins, and now I am somebody. To look at me, you wouldn't think I was anybody. I'm just a normal person. But the change went on went in, went into effect on the inside. The inside changed. I moved Satan and that stony heart out. I moved him completely out, and I brought I let Jesus and a, and a new heart move in, and I haven't been the same since. And I change constantly. I. I try to change constantly. You know, I, I like I uh, said, uh, I asked God to teach me, teach me. And he has taught me a lot. And some of the, some of the things that he has taught me has changed me, has changed my way of thinking, has changed my way of seeing things, seeing people, and has Give me a, a bonus and a desire that I want the whole world to be saved. I want everybody in this world today, I want each and every one, I want them to go to heaven. That's my prayer. That's my desire. That's what I want. I don't want nobody to go to hell. And listen, if you go to hell, you're going there as an intruder. Hell was not made for mankind. When God made mankind, and he started, he started on the mansions and started building the new Jerusalem, 
when he started building those, that is the place that mankind was supposed to go when they when they die from this world. That's where they're supposed to go and live for eternity. If you go to hell because you want to, yes, you want to, or you wouldn't be going that way, you go there as an intruder. It's, it wasn't made for you. It was made for Satan and all of his little demons. So, yeah, it, you're trespassing if you go to hell. But now if you go to heaven, that's exactly where we need, where we should go. That was made for us. Hell was not. But I know, I know some, I, <laughs> I get a, a little concerned sometimes because the words that the Lord gave, gives me are, are uh, a little harsh, a little to the point, a whole lot to the point and a whole lot harsh and, and I worry about them sometimes. Uh, it, not that I said them or anything like that, but what percussion that it could have. And uh, last, last session or last episode, uh, I I was concerned about it because of things that the Lord had me to say. And the Lord asked me. I I was thinking about it and and going through. What ifs in my mind. I'm, I'm going to put it just the way it is. I was going through what ifs. And the Lord asked me, point blank, he said, are you worried because somebody's going to say something or do something? Or are you worried because you might lose your podcast? <laughs> and I, I stopped and I said, yep, I'm worried because I might lose my podcast. Why? Because this is what God has given me to do. This is my job. And I'm. I, it doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you just exactly the way the Lord gives it to me. I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you that way. It might be harsh and it might be t- to the point. But saints, that's what we need to hear. Children, that's what we need to hear. We need to hear it, the Bible Point blank, and we have we have candy coated it too long. We have uh, preached heaven uh, sweet and all that, but we 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 sort of tend to get away from hell hot and and things that Satan can do to us and the things that we can do to lose our salvation and end up in hell. We don't want to get on those things. We want to we always want to teach on the good things. I was in a group one time, and the chaplain uh, couldn't be at one of their, our meetings, so I was asked to speak at one of our meetings. And I, the Lord gave me a message, and I taught on it. And then afterwards, the the person that was over the meeting, she told me, she said, uh, when when we asked for someone to speak at one of our meetings, said we. We had well I said we want somebody to speak and to encourage us to to do the things, and you know they didn't want to hear what I had to say. They didn't want to hear what God had to say. They wanted to hear how that they were um, doing good and all this. And I I told them I said that's what the Lord gave me and that's what you got. 
Well, needs to say I wasn't asked anymore to do that, and uh, it wasn't long after that that my wife and I quit. But there are so many different organizations out there that are um, going on the, the uh, premises that they are a Christian-oriented or christian base, but when it comes right down to it, they're not. They're, uh, they're using... Christianity, they're using Christ and they're using the things of Christ to help promote business, and that's as far as it goes. That's not right either. This is not something to uh, increase your business. This is to increase the kingdom of God. This is what salvation is for. It's to help you and for to help you to help others. To make it to heaven and escape hell. That's what it's for. Listen, I thank you all for listening. And I hope you all got something out of this. I hope you enjoyed it. But it's what the Lord gave me. And now then, uh, I thank God for what he's given me. And I hope it done you some good. Thank you until next time.